Hey guys, welcome to the Strength Connection. I'm your host, Michael Kurkowski. I'm here to connect you with the top minds in the world of strength to share stories, insights, and experiences to help you become stronger every day. So today on this episode, I have Julian Hiero, the Jacked Vegan, joining me on the show. Julian is the CEO and founder of Jack Vegans. It's the online fitness and nutrition program that helps individuals who either are vegan or are interested in going that route get stronger, healthier, and achieve their fitness goals. So I first met Julian when we were in a fitness business group together about a year ago, and I saw the incredible success that he was having in this space. And I was excited to chat with him about Jack Vegans and his journey of creating this program. So in this episode, Julian talks about his experience in going into a vegan diet himself and the reasons behind that, and then launching Jack Vegans and the success that he created in building one of the fastest growing online coaching programs in the country. So it was a blast to connect with Julian again here and to hear his stories and insights. And you can also follow him on Instagram at Julian Hero or at Jack Vegans. So lastly, if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes that I drop every single week. So without further ado, we'll get on with the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you on the inside. All right. And we're back. Julian, what's up, man? So good to see hey, you, man. Brother. Appreciate the time. Likewise, man. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I've been excited to chat with you and I've been excited to chat with you for a while. Uh, you know, like I said, I've followed you since I got into Savage and I know you were, you know, such a huge success of getting in with Nick and, uh, you know, over there and, um, yeah, just kind of seeing all the work that you've done with, with Jack Vegas, it's been hugely inspirational. So I'm excited to, to dive in and, uh, just chat this up. Let's do it, man. I'm excited too. It's been a while. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was I was saying. So Julian is uh, you know down in about Cancun, Mexico area there. So I was saying I was joking. It'd be nice to do this face to face where I can come down and hang out with you down there because we're sitting in five inches of snow here. But anyway, oh, dude, um, everyone needs to come here, man, because we got the snow restrictions, no lockdown. Like mm-hmm. everything's perfect. You don't even ask. You don't even get asked a a. Uh, the vaccination proof, the, not the vaccination, the COVID test when you come into the country. So it's pretty, pretty chill, pretty mild and nice weather. You got the beach, can't complain. Man. I know, I know you can't complain, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, to kick this off, Julian, uh, you know, as I said, I've, you know, followed you for a while. The message that you have with Jack Vegans of, you know, kind of really, you know, breaking a lot of the myths of veganism and how you can still live a strong, live a healthy life, you know, with it and kind of debunking it, um, I think is fascinating. So to kind of kick this off, just love to really hear your origin story a little bit, kind of how you got into this world of health and fitness that ultimately led you into starting this company of Jack Vegans. Well, health and fitness, that's, that's been a while, man. Mm-hmm. Probably 30, I was probably 12, 13 year olds when I started working out and I started working out because I, I felt really insecure about my body. I also wanted, you know, to chat with ladies and I wanted to look better. So, you know, most of the regular reasons why anyone would work out, but you know, after, after a while, you know, you get over that and then it becomes a habit you enjoy, you keep on doing it. And by now it's just like, I cannot, I cannot live my life without training. Otherwise I just go crazy. I get anxiety. I get paranoid. I get just, yeah, it's my therapy, man. Gotcha. People, some people go to a therapist. I go to the gym. Okay. Um, and Jack Vegans, like Jack Vegans started, almost two years ago, a little less than two years ago. And the reason I started Jack Vegans is because I started dating my current girlfriend. She's right there working right now. And she's vegan. She's been vegan for almost nine years right now. And when I met her, she told me about veganism. I was like, what the hell is that? I had no idea, man. I was like, those crazy people that eat Mm -hmm. vegetables and I don't know. But, you know, 
we dated for a year. She kept telling me about veganism. And she brought up two points. One point, we always had a discussion. She always told me about, you know, the health benefits, performance benefits. I was like, that's, that, I don't believe that because I can, I can be healthy. So many healthy people that are not vegans. So many great athletes that are not vegans. I don't need, I don't need to be vegan to be healthier, to be better in the gym. And then she brought the second point, which is the ethical side, about the animals, about the environment. And um, I'm an animal, animal lover, man. My whole life, I've donated money to animals. I've rescued pops since I'm a uh, you know, teenager. And I had nothing to say against that. And I, I kind of felt like a hypocrite when, you know, you see the videos of how animals are slaughtered or treated and you're, you set, you support animals, you name money, but then you're eating animals and it's an, you're supporting an industry, an industry that tortures them and basically treats them like shit. So, you know, we were, we were having that discussion for close to a year. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try for two weeks and see how it goes. And here we are now, man. Two okay. years later, with a, with a big business behind it. Right? Is that does that seem like the norm? Like a lot, I've heard a lot of people like, well, I'll give it a try, you know, with it, and just kind of see from there. So, I mean, it just seems like that's everybody's kind of well, dipped it, into that for a little bit. It's kind of the easy way, right? Because you say you're going to give it a try, you're giving yourself a way out. You're not like I'm committing to this 100, no turning back. And you're like, I'm going to give it a try and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you give it a try, you, you feel good. And at the end of the day, I was like, well, there's no reason for me to go back and eat meat again. So why would I do it? Gotcha. Especially okay. if, I, if I hate seeing what happens to the animals in, in the slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Were you, did you see like videos of like the slaughterhouses and stuff like that? Is that kind oh, of like- yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone, everyone that eats meat should see them just so that they're aware of what happens. At least you need to know what happens for, for you to get the piece of meat in your plate. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee that after you see that, you're like, shit, you, you ha- you'll have second, second thoughts about eating, eating meat or bacon or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Horrible. So you start, so you started this um, and then tried it for two weeks. Obviously it stuck with you from there. So yeah, was I it tried the- it for two weeks mm-hmm. and then I did it for like two and a half months Okay. before I decided to launch the brand. Gotcha. What was it about it? Was it, did you feel the, like the differences in like benefits in your health at all? Like, was it different energy or was it just, it started to realize like, I could just, I could just live this lifestyle and it feels pretty good. I felt exactly the same because I already had good nutrition before. Mm. Uh, So there wasn't like, I just hit the the math. I go by macros and calories. So I just make sure I was hitting the same amount of protein, calories, carbs, and fats. And then I just felt the same, nothing changed. So I was like, well, there's no reason. I don't feel worse. I don't feel better. I feel better with myself, right? But not physically. But uh, I mean, if you feel better with yourself, you do feel a little better physically. So in a way, yes, I did feel better. Did you think before you started that you would feel like worse? Just kind of like in the back of your mind, did you think like anything at all? Like so just some, I mean, naturally, sometimes we kind of put our perspective out there and stuff like, am I not going to feel as strong? Which I, that's where I think a lot of people just throw that anecdote out there. Like you, if you're not getting, you know, animal protein, then you're not going to feel as strong and stuff, which, you know, I think has been pretty much debunked. You know, now it's just amount of what amount of protein that you're getting in your diet. Not at all, dude. I like exactly what I expected happened, which is I'm going to feel the same because I just, I I eat, I ate good before transitioning. What happens is that people, a lot of people transition that eat like shit before they're eating junk food five times a week. And then mm-hmm. no veggies and they, they go vegan. They're starting a bunch of veggies and they're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. But that's just because fix your diet. Like you started eating properly, started eating veggies again, right? You started you cut out the junk food. But for me, I just felt the same because I was already, had, I already had a good diet. I had a good diet when I transitioned. So I, I felt the same. I was eating the same protein, the same carbs, the same fats, 
a little more bad news, of course, but literally right. like physically, I didn't have any, any noticeable change to be mm. honest. So you, it's, I mean, so you already really had the foundational pieces down that you're already tracking yeah, and following. Yeah, so this was just a different thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's really a vital piece to, to mention to people. It's like, regardless of what diet you're doing or what workout you're doing, it really does still come down to the found, the fundamentals. If you get those foundations down and work those for a period of time, then you're going to be able to see the benefits from it. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So a couple months down and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is, I want to launch this brand. I want to work with helping people who are you know, going vegan or get, or have already been vegan, just really get as you know strong and healthy as possible. Well, yes, and also I saw a huge gap in the market because mm-hmm. when you when you go to the omnivore like non-vegans, there's a million. How many trainers can you count? Like millions, man, on Instagram promoting themselves. So many, and they all look good. People that look better than me. And at the end of a fitness brand, I mean, the way you look has an influence and impact on, you know, what happens in social media. So when you're competing against 2 million guys that look the same or better than you, it's, it's hard to build a business. It's not hard. It's just different. But on this side, I was like, well, I saw a gap because I was like this, you know, probably I can count with, the, with my two hands how many guys that are jacked that are there online that are providing a service. So when I saw that gap, I was like, this makes sense to launch it because there's not that much competition. Gotcha. Okay. So when people come to see you, is it a lot of people that have already been vegan for a while and kind of just looking to get, it's, is it a mix of like people who are probably thinking the same thing like you did, like, you know, saying, I want to make a change, the ethical piece of it too, of maybe making a change. So is it like about a 50, 50 type split that you usually see in? It's hard to tell. I think, I think we have more that are that want to transition, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it kind of plant based vegetarian want to go fully vegan or people that just want to transition. And we get the, the percentage of actual like vegans, vegans that we get are, it's a little bit smaller, but we do get it. Okay. Yeah. It seems like, you know, what you said there really just on the ethical piece of it, it's, you know, I think that's such an interesting message because you know, food has become such a convenience thing for us in our culture now, where it's so easy just to, to go to the grocery store and just to grab food, just, you know, processed food, even just the packaged meat. And we look at it and meat, it doesn't look like it's an animal at all. It's just prepackaged and everything. And you, you can just very easily just get disassociated from connecting with your food and where, you know, I remember when I talked with Tim Allman on here and, you know, we were just talking about just basic food and how food is should be a ceremony. It should be an important part of your day where you really, you know, get in tune with it, not just shoveling food in your face and then going, you know, going off. No, it should be something that you can really connect with on a deeper level. And it seems like the vegan community just has expressed that and just experienced that a little bit more. Have you seen that? Uh, the part of the vegan community or the part where we get this, this associated with? I get the, the, the disassociation, but it seems like people who are who have gone more of a vegan diet seem to understand that a little bit more than others. Yeah, definitely. There's a percentage of people, right. In, in mm-hmm. my, in my opinion, and what I've learned, like when someone's vegan is for the ethical reasons, right. Not for the health reasons you can do, you, you can be healthy. Like you don't need to be vegan to be healthy and tell it to everyone. So you can call yourself vegan, but there's a percentage of vegans that are do it for the ethical reason, for the animals. There's also people that call themselves, call themselves vegan that are do it for health. Uh, so it's it's a mix, man. There's a lot of everything, but there's definitely there's definitely a percentage that do it for the for the ethical 
a big percentage I do it for the ethical reasons. The ethical gotcha. aspect. Okay. Was it, you know, you said like when you got started, you already had like your macros down and everything. Was it, it was, was harder. A lot of people have said that when they've trans uh, transitioned into more like vegan, it's just the food preparation is much different because it's not as, you know, convenient. Did you find that challenging at all before? Or is it just, you know, well, I had, I, had, I had my girl. She, ah, there you I, go. <laughs> I, hung, I hung out with her for a year. So I, I saw everything she ate. So for me, it, was, it wasn't hard at all. So that's the best well, approach first. Yeah. Date someone first for a year and then transition. <laughs> yeah. But, but dude, like we tend to overcomplicate things, right? Humans tend to overcomplicate everything because you can make it super easy. I tell people, if you want to increase your protein, if you're vegan, you don't know how to increase your protein. Just include two smoothies a day with protein powder. That's the easiest way. You just add like two scoops to each and that, that's like 40 grams of protein per smoothie. And then you can have whatever you want in the middle of the day. And that, that right there is just a very simple way to get more protein in your day. Okay. Is that the biggest uh, thing that people come in kind of concerned about is they're not getting enough protein? No, they, 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 they come in and they have no idea what's going to happen. And when we give them a it's, I don't even consider it a high protein intake, but we're given what's you know considered within the guidelines for bodybuilding, for physique uh, type sports. They're shocked. It's like, oh my god, I'm eating so much protein. Well, you only got 120 grams. It's not really that much. So mm -hmm. they they're used to just eating very very little protein. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people transition to veganism. They end up losing muscle. They end up not feeling great because they don't know how to structure a proper nutrition plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so, it's, so yeah, they're usually shocked about the amount of, of protein, which is really not that much. Right. Well, I mean, that seems like it's across the board, right? In our cultures, like we seem like we, we don't know how, we don't know how much protein that we're getting a lot. And a lot of people it's, you know, the convenience foods are more high carb, high sugar, high fat, you know, those are the easy things to satisfy you really quickly. So, yeah. I mean, really the work that, you know, regardless of where you're going, it's about just getting the proper macro breakdowns and just getting that understanding first. You know, regardless of and veganism. everyone has to do it, man. Mm -hmm. Whether you're vegan or not, you got to make sure you, you track your calories, you track your macros, you, you're consistent. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to work. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So one of the, I mean, I'd love, you know, seeing the work that you do because obviously like the, the physique that you've built, you know, I mean, not just as a V, just as a man, it's like, you look like Zeus out there. So it's I like, I think, it. well, it is, it's like one of the things of, and I know that you've, uh, you've just posted recently, I mean, you've built muscle consistently over a period of the last couple of years on a vegan diet here. So I just, I think it's just an important thing to, that just seems like it's always the myth that is out there for people of you're going to lose muscle so quickly if you just transition to a vegetarian or vegan diet. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people just got to understand that to build muscle, you just need to hit certain variables. You need to check them off, right? You need to work out in the gym and you need to get stronger over time. You need to you need to eat sufficient protein, you need to eat sufficient calories, and you need to do that consistently for years. You do that, whether you're vegan or not vegan, you're gonna build muscle, regardless of who you are. So as long as you're hitting those boxes, it's gonna happen. Gotcha. So when people come over and they worked with Jack Vegans, are, are they going 100% vegan like right away? Or is it more of, are you kind of going into a step-by-step -step process as it probably depends on the person of where they are in their diet? So since we are doing it for the ethical reasons, everything we provide is vegan. We don't give out meal plants with animal products. So if someone doesn't want to do it 100%, they don't. They want to eat plant-based and maybe a little bit of animals on the side, we tell them we're going to provide a vegan plan. If you want to do that, you can just go into my fitness plan and substitute whatever you want with whatever you're going to eat. But we don't provide it. Doesn't, doesn't align with our values. Gotcha. 
Okay. So people to come, are people nervous at all when they come in about transitioning over? Is this like usually something that people have been thinking about for a while and they just haven't figured out how to do it and that's why they're coming, they just need some structure? I think everyone's a little bit nervous just signing up for coaching, right? Because you you don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to expect. You're in a call, talking to someone, telling you what's going to happen, but you only hear it. So I think everyone just comes with a little bit of, you know, uh, yeah, excitement and waiting to see what happens. But yeah, definitely, we definitely get some... I really haven't heard that much the concern or the nervousness about transitioning to veganism. It's more, you know, the excitement and the nervousness of starting a new coaching program or something. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. One of the things I've seen you do a lot, which I love is you're promoting the community a lot where you have people who come in and really kind of become a part of a community on that. So is that a part of the coaching that you do is like the support system around, obviously you have your coach that's supporting you, but just getting around other like-minded people, whether it's in person or either in like, you know, groups and stuff, is that a big part of your program as well? And the community that, that we've built, just like when I see it, I, was, I, don't, I don't understand how this happens. It's just so freaking amazing. I, I, was, I don't even, I'm not even there interacting that much because I'm running the business, but it all happens without me. So it's, it's freaking amazing. And we got an amazing coaching team as well. We got so many, we got almost 250 active members right now. So it's so many people from all over the world interacting, getting to know each other, going through the, through the same things. Yeah, we got clients that they meet for calls. They, they structure their own meetings outside of the program. They, they're friends. We got clients that are visiting other clients for competitions. So yeah, the community is definitely one of the strongest things we have in our program, in the Jagdians. It's, I mean, it's, it's such a, a vital piece of fitness, especially nowadays with everything going on in the world, because so many things now have gone to online, which it's great. You can still get healthy and still follow your programs, but that sense of community with a lot of people, I think has felt lost. So having that with that like-minded piece is, is so vital, you know, regardless of, you know, wherever, wherever community that you are, but just having that support, support system around, I think that's so vital. Yeah, we need it as humans, man. If you go back to when we were cavemen, we just had our community. We interacted with our community. It's the same thing. We, we need those same interactions now to feel like we're part of something, to feel supported, to feel like, you know, we're, we're contributing to, towards a bigger cause. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, the community the community is amazing. Man. And, I, and I love being in other communities as well for business, yeah. for other things. It's just, it's just fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. So take me back to when you started this, were you, were you already doing, were you already in the fitness business before? Were you, did you have another company at all or were you doing a training? Or? I was doing online coaching already. I had a, I did it for like a year before we launching Jack Vegans. And mm-hmm. I, I had moderate success. I, I was doing well, but when I launched Jack Vegans, dude, like it just it skyrocketed, it just took off. It, yeah, it was amazing. Was it, did you do anything different when you started Jack Vegans or was it just, you found a niche that just seemed like it was just connecting with people right away? I think it was a niche. I don't know, man. I like to believe that the universe sometimes makes little things happen that you don't even know how they happen. And then things just work. I remember in the coaching program that you and I met, um, mm-hmm. I remember that the first week I, I signed up on that program. I posted a message, like an ad, an ad message in my Instagram, and I got 700 inbound requests for coaching that week, man. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, how? 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 And this is coming from, you know, I used to struggle, not struggle, but I used to, like, had to work to get to get an inbound request, an inbound mm-hmm. message. And all of a sudden, we get 700 inbound messages of people wanting, wanting coaching. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, man, since then it's just it's been amazing. The team has grown, the community has grown. It's mm-hmm. been, yeah, it's been amazing, dude. 700 requests. I know like we have a lot of coaches listening on this and they're no ads. Are exploding no no right ads. Now. This is just organic. Like back in the day, I didn't even know what, what ads were. And this mm-hmm. organic 700 inbound requests, man. Okay. I had no team. I was just me re- replying to messages. I had one person helping me out. So it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience. Okay. I mean, did you build a following before then that you'd like built this up or was it just all of a sudden you're just like been putting content out now? Like, all right, I'm going to put down just an ask if anybody needs help. I probably coach. had like 10,000 followers at that point. Okay. So I, I spent a couple of months building a small following. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, with a lot of online coaches that are listening and stuff, because a lot of people are building their brands up and stuff like that. Like, have you gone back and kind of dissected like, oh shit, like this is what I did. Like this is, if I was going to teach this, like this is how I would help somebody really build a, from the, from the soup to nuts kind of grassroots up, how to build your brand up. It's funny, man, because I was talking about this with my girl this weekend. We were Mm -hmm. like talking about the company that, you know, that, that we have and and I was like, if someone were to ask me, how can I do the same? I'll be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> things, things just happened. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. People tell me, how do you hire a team? I was like, I don't know. They just showed up in my life and they were perfect for the role. Um, so it's hard. To, I mean, obviously there's certain skills you got to learn to be able to do that. But, but everything just showed up little by little. And every time I had an opportunity, I took it. I think it's important. Um, when you want something to happen and you see an opportunity, just take it, man. And sometimes you'll get a challenge. Like you, you'll get asked an amount of money for to join a country program. Like the, the program with Nick, man, that was life-changing experience. But for me, that was a lot of money when, mm-hmm. when we signed up. And for me, that was like, holy shit, I've never done something like this before. But yep. it feels right. And I did it. And the first week, I doubled the investment because I just trusted my God. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that so many people are just scared to take action, take risks, and they end up missing those opportunities that just show up in your life. Right. So, so it's just that, man. It's just like knowing how to receive the things that show up and mm-hmm. just trusting that things will work out. Yeah. If I could sum it in a couple of words. Yeah. No, I, rem- <laughs> I remember vividly the, the call in the morning when Chris called me up and was like, Hey, um, we're going to get into this coaching program and told me the, the price tag on it. And it was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, cause it's a, you know, it's an investment of it. And you know, any top level coaching programming, mean, it's going to be an investment. But, and, and you like, you know, it in the back of your head of like, this is an investment. I'm going to get it back. And you can do all the numbers and break down all the math to get there. And you know, okay, this logically makes sense, but still it's, you know, throwing that out there and it's, you know, it's jump, it's, you know, it's jumping off the diving board to get into the pool, you know, from there. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people, especially even in health and fitness of just starting a new fitness journey is you can logically think your way through a million different things. You can logically think about all the benefits of going vegan or doing X, Y, Z, but unless you just actually step in and take action on it, it's just always going to be a theory in your mind. Hundred percent, man. I, I totally agree with that. You, you gotta when when you get those little signs, you just gotta take them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now, so well, now you have a team that's working with you. Now, how many coaches do you have working with you? We got, we got six coaches plus myself. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're you just about, built we're it. About up. Fi- we're about fifteen or sixteen members, like total in Jack Regan. I just gotta go back and count, but we're a big team. Well, wow. I consider yeah. a big team compared to where I was like yeah. a couple years ago. A year and two, ago. Uh, yeah, man. In two and a half years, that's freaking crazy. That's like, that's like, you know, blinking. And then all of a sudden it's there. 
yeah, it's in it's in it's in dream growth, man. It's been crazy. I don't that's even know great. how it happened. But that's awesome. yeah, yeah. Did you have like an idea of a of a goal at all of like when I started this, like this is what I want to get to and stuff? Or was it more just all right, just do this today, focus on this, then the next day, focus on this? So I'm always curious to... about people's processes of kind of how they go because you have some people who are like vision board type work of like manifesting everything out. And then it's others just, all right, today's a day. I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to build this up today and then go to the next day. No, I, I, I do what I do, man. I believe a lot of, a lot of law of attraction and manifesting things. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't know about it like two years ago, but I, I was going through my old journals and I, and I saw that I, I listened to a podcast somewhere that you can write down something, 10 things that's going to happen in your life every day. So every single day I started writing down the amount of money that I wanted to make. And then a couple months later, I hit that. And then I just kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. And that's been kind of like the way I have manifested stuff, man. I just write down what I want and then I kind of forget about it. I, I don't like revisit all the time, but every time that I go back and check the things that I wrote, everything has come together and happened. So in a way I, I have set goals in the past. Yeah. Just put it out there and then just go. Yeah. It is. It's interesting because like affirmations and manifest. Of doing things to get there is the you can't miss on that as well. So put it out there and that probably puts you into the mindset of, okay, this is what I'm aiming for as I'm going through my day. But still, like you said, like you still got to take action on these things. Yeah, 100%. And something, a, a really big shift that I noticed in my, in, in the way I was behaving every single day from that, from 20, in 2021 compared to 2020. In 2020, I believed that I had to, like I had, I had a lot of, I don't know, how can I word this probably? I felt that I had to do a lot. And I felt that if I didn't do 16 hour work days, I was never going to be able to get there, right? So if I didn't do that one day, I felt like shit because I was like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I didn't send 150 messages like I wanted to. I didn't do X amount of calls like I said I was going to do to hit this number. Until, until in December, I mean, we did good. I mean, I did really good that year. I didn't do bad. And then I remember in December, I took a trip with my girl and I kind of relaxed. And I already had a, a team, a small team. But then December was a great month, man. And I was like half of the month I was traveling like without network. And I didn't do any, like I just was traveling and the team just fucking took care of it and it happened. And I was relaxed. I didn't feel that anxiety or pressure to put in X amount of you know, hours every single day. So if I look back at the attitude I had and the way I was showing up every day, the, the main thing that changed in 2020 was I just relaxed and I expected mm. things to happen. And that everything that I expected to happen, happened. And I didn't have that anxiety within me saying, I'm, we're not gonna get there, I gotta do more, I gotta do more. I just chilled and I mm. let it happen and it happened to you. And if it's a lot better, you enjoy it because the other time I was just like anxious trying to do shit and you know, I would never get to the goal. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny those experiences come through, right? It's uh I remember when I talked with Dave Whitley about um, you know, his stuff with Napoleon Hill and thinking grow rich, and he used the terms either sacrificing or suffering. It's like you have to sacrifice things in order to get to where you want but we often think that we have to suffer to get what we want. It's like, so you have to put in that time. You have to put in all that energy and just be just absolutely exhausted by the end of the day from all the mental energy that you've put into building this. And if you didn't do that, then it was a failure. 
because you think that all these other people are grinding out here and it's just the, the hustle and, you know, you can't sit back because then you feel like you're, you know, you're letting, you're letting go of the, of the pulse of what it is when reality yeah, is like, yeah, I've got great people around me. I've, it's like, I built a team. Trust. Got, let, yeah. let them do their thing. Right. You don't need to do everything. And yeah. I also think everything happens the way you want it to happen in a way. So if you have the frame or the pre-frame saying, I'm going to have to work my ass up to get to this goal, you will. You're going to have to work your fucking ass up to get to that goal because that's what you believe. But that's not reality, man. Because you guarantee that human beings on earth that are making a ton of money, that are successful, that are achieving their goals, and they're doing it differently. So I lost my train of thought. My yeah. train of thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I so, so I think the people you learn from is also a big it's also it's going to have a big impact in your, in your journey because when you have mentors that are doing the hustle life then you got to ask yourself is this how i want to live right is this who i want to learn from is this the way the way i want to carry on my life and this really hit home when i when i saw a post from this is a guy called alex alex charfin you know who that is i don't think so well he helps i haven't worked with him but he helps people scale their businesses and he said if your mentor is, is working 17-hour days, Monday to Sunday, and doesn't take any time off, it, that's where you're going to learn because that's the human you're learning from. Exactly. Whereas if you have someone else who's doing more, working three hours a day, enjoying doing activities that the person likes and mm-hmm. having weekends off, like who do you want to learn from? Yes. Yeah, it's the nature versus nurture, you know, right there. Yeah. You know, and I think there's something too, especially in your younger years, like if I've told people who I've worked with in their young twenties of like, if you have more energy sometimes at that time, like you can like see how much you can work at that time and see what kind of feels good. You know, it's like, you don't need to solve everything right away and kind of use some of those earlier times where, yeah, maybe you're going to be grinding a little bit more. Maybe you realize that 10 hours a day, that's your, that's your threshold. Like you're done at that point. Like I, I had to realize that of going to being a solo, you know, entrepreneur of like, okay, this is the amount of time that I know I have to really be creative. This is time when I can do administration stuff and other tasks and things like that. And it's kind of like the same with, with fitness and health. Like you got to be aware of your body, same way you're aware of your mind of what you can do throughout the day. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So was that like a, you came back from that and realized still had a great month and you were relaxing. Was that like an epiphany type moment, like a light bulb, like, oh yes. shit, like I need, was it? Yeah, man, a hundred percent because I, I told myself, I don't need, I don't need to have this anxiety to hit my goal, to be able to hit my goal. Mm-hmm. The goals are going to happen and you can relax and enjoy the journey more. If you just relax and enjoy the journey instead of having anxiety and thinking you got to do more and more and more over time. Sometimes more doesn't equate to to bigger results. Like more work doesn't necessarily mean bigger results, and hard work doesn't necessarily mean mean, mean more. Because there's people that work really hard every single day, and they're not making that much, or they're not making that making that big of an impact. So I think right. it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, and it's yeah. It, like I said, I think it comes back to just knowing exactly who you are and what you want from there. It's like, you know, exactly, coming, man. Yeah, it's like, and it's, it's a hard thing. And, you know, it's know thyself. That's one of the hardest things, you know, that we can do in here. And then once you find 
that niche of what feels really good for you, not just on a financial or an economical side, but something that's ethical and something that's moral that you really can sink your teeth into. It's that higher purpose, you know, like from David Data's work and stuff. It's like, then all of a sudden things start to, to really come to you. And I, I think that's where maybe some miscon some people misconstrue the, the law of attraction is like, if you aren't contributing anything to the world and you just want all this material possessions and stuff like that, and you're not willing to give anything back in return, it's not going to come in there or it's not going to make you happy. But if you're doing it in a way that you're really street. fulfilling yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's that two way street of going off. Nice. nice. So two and a half years, I mean, it's still kind of a new business in here. So, I mean, you still got some, probably some big growth that's coming on in the future. So is that you have specific aspirations that you want to kind of build and kind of with Jack vegans. Well, yeah, man, I do. Um, Jack Vegans, it's actually less than two years. Well, the company was registered, I think, in, in like in July 2020, dude. Like, so the company officially started like in July or I got to go back and check when I registered it. But I, I officially launched the branch in February 20, 2020. Before that, I did coaching with a different brand. But yeah, I, I have big goals, man. I mean, last last year we doubled, we, we more than doubled business, like, we double the amount of fines, just double the impact. And this year is the same. We, I want, we want to double business again. Uh, we're also launching an application to improve the way we attend our clients. And we're also looking to launch a supplement line at some point in the future as well. So those are the, the projects that we have um, on site right now. That's great. So are people, do you work all with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis or do you do more of group stuff with online? How's the process work when you go in? Yeah, that's a great question. We have we have different different plans for people. Everything is one on one because I I like the tailored aspect. And what I found in my experience serving people in the fitness world is that they all have a lot of people have questions and they like to be tended one on one. And you know the plans are different for every single person because we've got to build different plans for every single human depending on the bodies, what their goals are, etc. Their their schedules. So. What we do is offer different levels of accountability, right? We have uh, plans where we have daily accountability, we have plans where we have bi-weekly accountability, and we have plans where we have just weekly accountability. And then we let the person choose whatever they want to they do. Gotcha, okay. Now, with going into the diet of people who are interested in transitioning over to it, but haven't done it at all before, is it, is it challenging for people? Like right off the bat, is there usually like a time frame when it starts to be tougher where they want to, kind of move off of it at all? Or does it seem like everybody just, that's really the easy part of just sticking to that? I think that if they don't have support and they have no idea about vegan sources of protein and how to start to carbohydrates and fats, they, they will struggle. And a lot of people struggle because of that. If they have certain, a little bit of knowledge about, you know, how to put your nutrition together, vegan protein sources, they're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, most people just follow the plan. It's, it's just not that hard. And, you know, every now and then we do have some clients that tell us, hey, you know, I went off plan this weekend and had a piece of meat. But, you know, we're not going to make you feel that. We just say, no worries. It's just move on and brand new week. Let's crush it again. Yeah. What are the main protein sources that you use in vegan diet? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So soy is, uh, is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. And soy, we can use tofu, we can use protein powder, mm -hmm. we can use tempeh. Uh, there's another one called seitan. And that's one of my favorite ones. It's basically uh, gluten, but you turn it into a, a, a meat type consistency. So you got like Satan ham, you got Satan ribs, you got Satan steaks. 
So you can pick whatever you prefer and they, it tastes really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, the amount of protein is crazy. It has like 75 grams per every 100 grams when it's like in, in powder form. So it's a very lean protein Whoa. source. Yeah, it has a lot of protein, man. So that's one of my favorite sources. And on top of that, you have a lot of secondary sources like, you know, the lentils, the beans, peanut butter, a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the main ones that I eat are those. What, what is it? What is it again? I'm sorry. It's what has 75 Satan. grams? Satan? Yeah. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Well, you got pea protein too. You got rice protein. There's so many protein sources, man. Yeah. Okay. But that's my favorite one, Satan. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting because, I mean, just personally, I've you know, I've done more of like some vegetarian work before just because it felt like really good. Like not in like a crazy way of like, I want, I'm not, I'm not one of those with nutrition where I go any different direction. I kind of follow my numbers and that works well for me with coaching, but I do always said that with strength wise and stuff, I have felt really good after eating more of a vegetarian, you know, type meal from protein sources. So it is, it's, and just for some reason, especially in the, in the fitness industry, there are so many people who are like anti-vegan out there. I'm sure you, I'm sure you've gone some, some shade and some hate that have, you know, gone in, gone in as well. All the time. I yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but it's like, well, I think it's just, I mean, there's a lot of closed minded stuff, you know, out there on that of like, this is the only way, or this is the only way. And that's why I like talking to you because I mean, you have this program for Jack vegans, but you're like, you know, if you go at a different route, it's not, you know, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just, you know, this is the, this is the way that we go. And this is, you know, the program that we're offering. Yeah, 100%. And I, I believe that, you know, my goal is to be able to make as many people as, like, help as many people as possible transition into veganism. So at the end of the day, part of the reason we're doing that is because we care about, you know, the ethical side of the animals. And I, the way that I did it was, you know, I it was not like this fighting, arguing all the time, because then I would tell that person to fuck off and we're going to probably start stop dating. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just with understanding, chatting and understanding that humans have habits. And the way you eat is a habit that you've had mm -hmm. for X amount of years. If you have, a, if you ha have had a habit for 35 years, it's going to take a little bit of time to break it. And that's fine. You just right. got to understand that. When you understand it, then you, you know, someone can go vegan. Mm -hmm. Maybe they will take a year. It took me a year to do it. So if it takes someone else a year, I'm not going to judge your person. From the, oh, come on. You should have done it in the first month. Mm -hmm. so it took me a year just with patience, with compassion. And just, you know, let it understanding that everyone has their own process. I think will make a bigger impact than just arguing, arguing with people and calling their mm -hmm. names or whatever. Okay. How did Eileen approach it with you? Did she like ask you? Cause it took a year for you to be like, this is, this is what I'm going to do. So many times I can't remember, man. Just wearing down, wearing down. <laughs> like two months before I did it, we had an argument. She was like, you know, I, I want to be with someone that's vegan. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, I mean, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> make a decision. Yeah. So then two months later, I was like, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll give it a try. Yeah. What was the hesitation on it really still? Was it, was it just that you were like, I'm, I, I'm healthy. I feel good. Like it's just didn't seem like it was something that you needed to make the change on. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I yeah. never really thought about that, but I think, I think it's just the habit. I had the habit of eating meat. I, I, I like how it tastes. I still like how, it, I mean, I, when I smell it, I, 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 I think I like how it tastes. It's not that mm -hmm. I dislike the taste. I think it was more that breaking the habit that was hard at the beginning yeah. or decided to break the habit. Yeah. Well, I think what's so interesting about your story, Julian, is 
so many people go into new fitness programs or new diets and they talk about how great they feel. Oh my God, I feel amazing. And I'm feeling different. And a lot of times it's because we're going from something really shitty to something good. And like, that's no matter what you do is going to feel good. If you sit on your ass all day and then you start walking 10,000 steps a day, you're going to, you're going to feel amazing. But with you, which is interesting, because you said like, it, you didn't feel like this crazy change from it, you know, because you already had these things down, but you really committed it more to a higher purpose of like on an ethical side of it, which is, you know, cause, you know, not only the success, you know, in your own, you know, personal life and your personal health, but with the business, I think that's a really important point to, to point to anybody, you know, whether you're a coach just starting a business or somebody who's starting a fitness journey, if you don't just attach it to how you're going to feel like in, you know, personally, if you're going to lose weight, if you're going to build muscle, but if there's actually a higher purpose to it as well, it's going to be probably a lot easier to get through some of the tough days or some of the roadblocks that might come up because you're serving a higher purpose. And it seems like, and it seems like you've really, you know, kind of taken that and just kind of, you know, sped with that, you know, with that, you know, theory right there and just went with it. Yeah. I just, you just need a big why. Why are you doing the things you're doing? If you have a small why and not that deep, mm-hmm. every time you get a, you run into a challenge, you're just gonna quit. Yeah, yeah, no if doubt. If you tried a bunch of things in the past and you haven't stuck to them, it's because your why is not is not strong enough. Yeah. If, yeah. if your why if your why was you would never quit. Yeah. Well, I said that. What is it? The I think it's um, the guy from Toyota industry. The five whys. Like if you ask why five times, you'll get to the root of the problem. And it's like yeah. usually. We, Usually you ask why once and then we're like, oh, that feels pretty good. And we just stop right there. It's like, no, you keep asking it. Then all of a sudden you actually get to the root of why you really want to make that change. Yeah, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, dude, um, it's been, it's been awesome connecting with you here. It's, you know, it's been a blast. Like I said, I followed you for a while and I love the work that you're doing and it's, uh, you know, it's just an inspiration, especially in the fitness industry. So really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and sharing these insights. Been a pleasure, man. And I yeah. look forward to connecting again at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if people don't follow you yet, they want to check out more of your contact. What's the best way that w- they can go and uh, consume it? Uh, Jack Vegans on Instagram, Google, on jackvegans.com. They just put Jack Vegans anywhere and we're going to show up. Perfect. Awesome. And next time I'm going to make a trip down there so I can hang out, work with you in the beautiful sun, and then we'll do part two. Hell yeah, man. Uh-uh. Awesome, man. Good. Well, uh, Julian, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for connecting. If you want to connect with Julian, you know where to do so. And I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you came away with great stories and insights that you can use to create more strength and success in your life. Remember now, for a time, you can grab a free copy of the One Day Strength Challenge, the playbook that incorporates proven strength aerobics training along with the skill of intuition to help you create, design, and achieve your perfect training plan that fits around your busy schedule. Just go to www.thebreakthroughsecrets.com and grab your free copy today. It's your life. Make it the strongest possible. Catch you guys later.